morning and welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. I am Lori McGee, serving as your worship associate this morning. I am joined in welcoming you by the Reverend Stephen Protzman and our music director, Hal Walker, along with several musical guests. We gather as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, and whomever you love, you are welcome here. There is a summer chalice sampler happening on the third Wednesday of each month this summer. If you wish to participate or just to get a feel for what chalice groups are, please feel free to drop in from 7 to 8.30 on the third Wednesday of June, July, and August downstairs in Fessenden Hall. Cleared off the table, leftovers saved, wash the dishes and put them away. I've told you a story, tucked you in tight at the end of your knockabout day. As the moon sets its sails to carry you to sleep over the midnight sea. I will sing you a song no one sang to me. May it keep you good company. Oh, you can be anybody you want to be. You can love whomever you will. You can travel any country where your heart leads and know that I will Choose one special one, and the only measure of your words and your deeds will be the love you leave behind when you're done. There are girls who grow up strong and bold, there are boys quiet and kind, some race on ahead. Some follow behind, some go in their own way and time. Some women love women, some men love men, some raise children, some never do. You can dream all the day, never reaching the end of everything possible for you. Tossed by games, but seek out spirits true. If you give your friends the best part of yourself, they'll give the same back to you. Oh, you can be anybody you want to be, you can love whomever you. And travel any country where your heart leads and know that I will love you still. You can live by yourself, you can gather friends around, you can choose one special one, and the only man. 
beauties will be the love you leave behind when you're done. I realized recently that I came out 25 years ago last month. Quite literally, half my life ago. I was a wide-eyed, naive 25-year-old. I felt like I was truly seeing the world for the first time. I wanted to learn everything I could about, well, everything. I read books, I watched movies, I subscribed to The Advocate and Out magazines. I took it all in. The thing I wanted most of all was stuff. T-shirts, necklaces, buttons, stickers, anything proclaiming my newly discovered identity. Well, imagine how disappointing it was to realize that finding these things was easier said than done. The internet was a baby then, so ordering online was really not an option. In order to find anything pride-related, you had to go to a big city like Cleveland, to arty avant-garde shops to hopefully, luckily, find something. Usually the gay section was in the back or some hidden corner. I still have many of these items that I purchased, including this relic, which says, grant us the freedom to marry. These items were rare and precious indeed. Fast forward 25 years, and pride is everywhere. I have seen pride displays at Ulta, Kohl's, and Five Below, which is where this scarf came from, (laughs) for a dollar. Even Disney is in on the game. I was at South Park Mall in Strongsville last week and saw large displays, large front window displays at at least six stores on one floor, including Justice, the clothing store for preteen girls. Additionally, purchase of pride items at many of these stores would result in a donation to various LGBT charities like GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, an organization whose mission is to create safe and affirming schools for all, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. But I digress. My point is this. If seeing all these visible declarations of love and support makes this 50-year-old lesbian feel seen, valued, and loved, imagine what that does to a very young person just coming out. It could, very honestly, save their life. So in the midst of the turmoil of American society, where many days all hope of equality seems far, far away. Let us remember how very far we've come. Let us use that love from the wider world as fuel for our fight to achieve true and lasting equality for all. Come, let us worship together. Ministry 
merely and simply as serving one another in the world. Each week during our service, we are briefly highlighting a ministry, committee, or activity that is part of our congregation's life and work. For this morning's ministry moment, we highlight our congregation's social justice ministries, including racial justice and other human rights justice work. The purpose of the social justice ministries of this congregation is to engage our members and friends in important social justice issues of our time. We support a variety of methods of engagement, including identifying opportunities for action, learning and creating pathways for service and growth. We strive to work for justice in our communities at all levels, congregational, local, national, and global. Our social justice work is coordinated by Andrew Rome and led by our social justice council. This too is the life and work of our church. Spirit of life, source of love, on this day we give thanks for the gift of our lives and the gift of every single life. We affirm the truth that each of us is born into this world, who we are with our unique gifts and talents, wisdom, creativity, and spirit, with our own sexual orientation, and that every single one of us has dignity and worth. We know that in the interconnected web of all of existence, that our common life is enriched when queer, transgender, bisexual, lesbian, and gay people can come out sharing the gifts of their orientation and gender identity and that we suffer when LGBTQ people are oppressed, excluded, or shamed by those who overlook the fundamental call to love one another. We remember with sorrow those who died of AIDS, leaving us too soon, and those who have lost their lives because of violence against LGBTQ people, including Matthew Shepard, the victims of the Pulse Massacre on June 12, 2016 and the many transgender lives that have been taken due to hatred, bigotry, and intolerance. We also pray for those who are forced from their homelands and their cultures and their religions, not because of fault or sin, but because of who they are. Those who are placed in grave danger simply for being the person they were born to be. May this nation and every nation remember their duty to protect all of human life and particularly the lives of those fleeing danger and death. May we hear your call to love one another and to do nothing to others that we would find hateful to ourselves. May we honor the many ways that people live and love, and may we renew our commitment to build a world where all people are celebrated and loved for who they are in all their individuality, wonder, and beauty. May it be so, and amen.
Our first reading is My Gay Agenda by Jennifer Finney Boylan. I hear a lot about the gay agenda in my work as an advocate for LGBT people. Sometimes I hear that we are agitating for special rights, which, let's be honest, is true. I do want special rights. I want the special right, for, in for instance, to not be beaten or murdered by ignorant bigots. I want the special right not to be fired from my job. In 28 states, it's perfectly legal to terminate an employee because you don't like the gender of the person that he or she is in love with. In others, gay employees are protected, but trans ones aren't. In some states, it is even illegal for local governments to pass or enforce anti-discrimination laws. I want the special right not to be homeless. In this country, an estimated 1.6 million young people experience homelessness each year. 40% of them are LGBT. A third of the homeless, queer young people ran away from home because they faced physical, emotional, or sexual abuse. I want the special right to open up the newspaper and not have to read one more clever think piece in which the humanity of people like me is held up for public debate. What I want above all is the special right to be left alone and to be considered half of just one more unextraordinary American couple. You'd think that most of this would be common sense, that protecting American citizens from violence and unemployment and homelessness would be something we'd all agree upon. You'd think that respecting the privacy and humanity of some of the country's most vulnerable souls would be a common goal. There's a monument here near the tip of Cape Cod, a tower that honors the pilgrims who came to this country seeking, well, special rights. The special right to worship as they pleased, the special right to be free from want, the special right to be free from ignorance and fear. Just shy of 400 years later, the LGBT Americans and their families still seek that freedom. Our second reading is Any Other Questions by the Reverend Victoria Safford. Reverend Safford is the minister of White Bear UU Church. People ask me sometimes, is this a gay church? It is a privilege to answer. Ours is absolutely, gladly, hopefully and humbly, gaily, a gay church. A gay tradition where everyone, including heterosexual members and friends, is welcome, where everyone is needed, where everyone's experience of living or loving can be comprehensive, because each of us holds clues the other needs, the others need about how to live with dignity and joy as a human person. And none of us knows enough about that yet to be considered whole. It is absolutely a gay church, even as ours is a gay world, if you would look around. Gay church, straight church, people's church, a human congregation made holy by the holy hopes and fears and dreams of all who wish to come. 
Come in, we say. Come out, come in. We're all in this together. I will not speak of tolerance with its courteous, clenched teeth and bitter resignation. I will not speak about acceptance of other people and some other kind of lifestyle. I cannot think of being anybody else's ally even because even that implies some degree of separation, some degree of safety for some of us, but not all. We are allied with no one and with nothing but love. The larger love transcending all our understanding, within which all the different, differing, gorgeously various, variant, beautifully deviant aspects of ourselves are bound in elegant unity. I know that on some sad and disappointing days, these words describe the church that yet shall be and not the church that is. I know, I know. But I know too that to answer is an act of creation. To answer this question and some others is a privilege, a prophetic imperative, a joy, a duty, and a holy sacrament. This last week I was in one of those stores that had a beautiful selection of pride merchandise. And I was talking with a woman about being a Unitarian Universalist minister. I told her I'd be leading worship and preaching about gay pride. She glared at me (laughs) and said, you know, I am so tired of hearing about gay rights and gay marriage and gay this and gay that. They're plotting to take over the world, you know. (laughs) Really, I said. Under my breath, I said, and when we do, it'll be fabulous. And then I replied, you know, I'm tired of hearing about gay rights and gay marriage and gay this and gay that too. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we didn't have to hear about it anymore because we lived in a world that was able to celebrate diversity, a world where all people are loved and affirmed for who they are, regardless of their gender, whom they choose to love, their political or religious beliefs or their skin color. And just so you know, I'm a gay man and I'm really tired of having to fight constantly for the rights and privileges that others enjoy and that I'm denied because of who I am and who I love. There was an awkward silence. (laughs) And then very meekly she asked, do all Unitarian Universalists speak their mind the way you do? (laughs) Pretty much, I replied. As you use, we speak out because our faith And our belief in our first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person, call us to challenge the bigotry, the hatred, the racism, the oppression, the discrimination, the violence happening every day in this country and in the world against LGBTQ people. And there's so much to speak out about. In the first reading, you heard Jennifer Finney Boyland talking about the struggles of LGBTQ people in this country. She told us that in 28 states, It's legal to fire someone because you don't like the gender of the person the employee loves. That an estimated 1.6 million million young people who experience homelessness each year, 40% of them are LGBTQ. That's over 600,000 young LGBTQ people out on the streets, many of whom turn to prostitution to survive. 
A third of those homeless queer young people ran away from home because of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse. The Trevor Project, a suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ youth, released a report Tuesday on the mental health of queer young adults. The results are horrifying. Nearly one in five LGBTQ people ages 13 to 24, and one in three transgender and non-binary young people in the same age group attempted suicide in the last year. Just a week or so ago, the mayor of a rural Alabama town came under national scrutiny for a Facebook post advocating for the killing of LGBTQ people. People in Middle Eastern countries are hung or stoned to death for same gender sex or even accused, being accused of being gay. There was a comprehensive study of global lesbian, bisexual, and gay rights. It reveals the brutal and in many instances fatal price people pay around the globe for their sexuality. The research conducted by the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, and Intersex Association showed that 74 countries still prosecute people on the grounds of their sexual orientation. 13 punish same-sex acts with death. A transgender person is murdered on average every other week. So much of this happens because I think there is a ridiculous obsession with who sleeps with whom and who chooses to love whom. One of my Christian colleagues recently wrote, I wish we'd stop talking about sex. <laughs> After all, if we're created in God's image, then we're created in God's image. All of us, male, female, gay, straight. Let's stop talking about who sleeps with whom all the time and get on with building the reign of heaven on earth. To which my UU colleague Lisa Day replied, absolutely, I say. And not only those few expressions of humanity, also gender nonconforming, transgender, every color of the skin tone, rainbow, every faith and none at all, north of the border, south of the border, either side of any border anywhere. If we're created in the image of the holy, then it's time at long last to set down the burden and the busy work of distinguishing between the deserving and the undeserving, the saved and the unsaved, the human and the alien, and get on with the business of bringing about the reign of heaven on earth, or in the language of universalism, loving the hell out of the world. And I say as well, absolutely. Unitarian Universalism has been a leader in promoting LGBTQ equality. We were the first denomination to ordain and call openly LGBTQ ministers to serve our congregations. We were offering services of holy union before the first legal same-gender wedding, which also happened in a UU church in Massachusetts. This congregation has done much to support the LGBTQ community. In 2005, you became a welcoming congregation by doing the work of educating yourselves about the importance of being a spiritual home for LGBTQ people and voting to be a place where lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people are full members of this faith community. Just this week, our ministry executive team voted to endorse the Kent City Council's proposed ban on conversion therapy. There is a welcoming congregation renewal program and there is expressed interest in participating in this program in the near future. We've done a lot. In spite of all our faith movement has achieved, there is still much work to be done. 
Of our roughly 1,100 congregations, about 300 are still not certified as welcoming congregations. That makes no sense to me. Why hasn't every single UU congregation done the work to be a welcoming congregation? LGBTQ ministers in our denomination still face discrimination, especially our transgender ministers, and they're not as likely to be called to serve a congregation. There's more to that conversation in the store this week. It was actually quite lengthy, and at one point the gay agenda came up. I keep hearing about the gay agenda. Madam, have you seen a copy of it? Well, no. Then how do you know it exists? Well, people keep saying. So I replied, I happen to know the gay agenda inside and out, so I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about it. <laughs> it's the exact same agenda we have as Unitarian Universalists. Our agenda is to create a more just, more inclusive, more loving world where every human life is seen as precious and sacred. Will you be part of it? That's the real gay agenda. Love is calling us to be our best selves, selves ready to answer the call to do the work of making the world more just, more loving, more hospitable for every human being. Work that found renewed inspiration 50 years ago this month in the riots of 1969 at the Stonewall Inn in New York City, when LGBTQ patrons of the bar stood up to the police and said, no more abuse, no more violence, no more police raids on gay bars, no more oppression. On that night, the modern liberation movement began, and a year later, the first Pride marches and events were held. Now Pride happens across the world and its vision has grown. It's not just about LGBTQ liberation, but liberation for all of us. A liberation that celebrates the rainbow of human diversity and the beauty of every human being, no matter who they are, no matter who they love, no matter their skin color, no matter what they believe. A liberation that says that love is all it takes to make a family, that black lives matter, that LGBTQ lives matter, that Muslim lives matter, that the lives of migrant families and their children seeking safety in this country matter. True liberation for LGBTQ people and for all of us means a lot. It means more than marching in the pride parade and being a welcoming congregation. True liberation calls us to celebrate diversity, be truly inclusive, and take seriously our covenant, our sacred commitment that this house will truly be a spiritual home, as Victoria Safford says, where everyone is welcome, where everyone is needed, where everyone's experience of living or loving can be comprehensive because each of us holds clues the other needs about how to live with dignity and joy as a human person. And none of us knows enough about that yet to be considered whole. A gay church, straight church, people's church, a human congregation made holy by the holy hopes and fears of dreams of all who wish to come. Come in, we say. Come out, come in. We're all in this together. She goes on to say that love calls us to be a place where we do not speak of mere tolerance with its courteous clenched teeth and bitter resignation or acceptance of other people in some other kind of lifestyle. She says, I cannot think of being anybody else's ally, even because that implies a degree of separation 
some degree of safety for some, but not for all. We are allied with no one and with nothing but love, the larger love transcending all our understanding, within which all the different, differing, gorgeously various, variant, beautifully deviant aspects of ourselves are bound in an elegant unity. This larger love asks us to commit our entire selves to working for the beloved community, a world where diversity will be celebrated and welcomed and all people will be able to be their truest, most authentic selves. A world where it truly doesn't matter whom you love. A world where no one is denied a place at life's table because of skin color, age or ability, gender identity, religious or political convictions, class or level of education, anything that is used to create false divisions between us. A world that is truly a safe, loving place for all of us and our children and their children and their children. That is the real gay agenda. Will you be part of it? And I promise it will be fabulous. <laughs>
happy little bluebirds fly beyond the rainbow. Why, oh, I can't die. Offer others the opportunity to be themselves as well. If you believe in the inherent worth and dignity of every person, honor the spirit of pride every day by working for justice and peace and safety to those who are LGBTQ. If here you have found freedom and hope, take it with you into the world. If you have found comfort, go and share that with others. If you have dreamed dreams, help one another that our shared dreams may be made real. If you have known the love that transcends our understanding, share that love with the world and let it guide you toward the beloved community. And now blessed by this time together and allied with the larger love that holds all of us in its embrace. May we go forth in hope and in faith to continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing in community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen. Amen.